Welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Maymoudis. Glad to be back in the studio with David Maymoudis. David Maymoudis, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. It's been a good week for the U.S. men's national team. Not very good for the Sounders. Sounders coming off a loss to San Jose. And uh, we have a game coming up later tonight against FC Dallas, who are in good form right now. So we're going to preview that game uh, coming up here in a second. The MLS All-Stars, the players selected to the team, have also come out. We'll give our thoughts on the Sounders who were selected to that. And then also, Sounders finally getting back players back from injury. But let's start off with the Sounders' last game, which was against San Jose. Sa- Sounders falling by a score of one goal to nil. Thoughts on this game? Yeah, you know, San Jose seems to find different ways to be annoying over the years. You know, this way they were sort of their old man-marking self, uh, making it, Difficult for the Sounders to get much of an offense, uh, fouling when necessary, and Sounders weren't helped very much by the refereeing. San Jose, unfortunately, gets a you know lucky goal. They were paying more attention than the Sounders were in the 45-plus first minute. Um, get a goal right at the end of the half, and yeah, then the game kind of went downhill from there. Uh, as we look at the lineup, so we have... O'Neal, Ariaga, Yamar, uh, Alex Rodon is back from international duty. Uh, Madronda gets the start um, with Smith um, being a little banged up. Uh, Kellen Rowe, Paolo, Atencio, Reed Baker Whiting, and Raul Roy Diaz. So Montero um, also on the bench. Will Bruin, we knew he was going to be involved somewhere in this game. He was unable to get us level. Joss Atencio actually played part of this game with a broken rib um, uh, that he picked up sometime in the game. Later found out just to be a bruised rib, luckily, so uh, won't be out too much. Yeah, and he should be available for the game today somehow. Um, He'll be wearing some special brace thing so so his body is kept safe, but he is available for the game today. Uh, let's talk about the goal. So, obviously, it, it, it's a, it was a frustrating game. Sounders with chances. Uh, and, and a frustrating goal, too, in the sense that they had about three or four chances to, to get that ball away before the shot that went in. And it's right at the end of the half. It nutmegged Ariaga. Thoughts on Ariaga since he's come back. Obviously, he came back to a time when our center backs were injured. Obviously, with uh, O'Neal was injured, and now Sizoko was injured for this game. Sizoko is also supposed to be back for the game today. Yeah, um, I mean, I think Ariaga was okay. You know, he's he's never been the most reliable part of the Sounders, you know, center backs. So he'll look a lot better when he has Nuhu and Yamar to clean up after him. Uh, but he does what he does. You know, he tries to he tries to make interesting passes, makes things a little too interesting. Yeah, 
I don't think you can really blame him for that, you know, for that goal. Yeah, I don't think he can. I, I, I think um, we've been pretty critical of him in the past. Um, obviously, uh, he has made some mistakes, and sometimes he he keeps he holds on to the ball too long or makes bad tackles. But I, I don't think he did anything wrong here. But also, we're sort of expecting him to, as he matures, he's going to get better. And while he has been. He has, he. I think he has gotten a little better. He, we haven't seen as much of a transformation uh, as with his play um, compared to other players, say like New Who. Um, so at the moment, um, I uh, he's definitely has that spot wrapped up. But he he's a player who who I I I could see. The Sounders not having him long term anymore. Um, even though I think that's the hope. That that was the hope. I feel. Well, you know, if uh, Ramon Torres or Chad Marshall wants to come back and play for us, I I think you're right. You know, Ariaga hasn't won a place in our hearts yet, but uh, I still think he has a lot of upside. I think I could imagine him. I could imagine you changing your mind about that a year or two down the line. I I I hope so. Uh, as we look at the stats for this game, with a lot of the Sounders games, a lot of times the broadcasters would say, oh, but the Sounders, they won the game, but did they deserve to? Because it's unclear how much they controlled. Well, in this game, we did control, and that's what's very frustrating. The possession was 65 uh, to 30 to 34 uh, for the Sounders. Uh, and Sounders had 11 shots to their five, um, though only three on goal. They had two on goal. Um, but, uh, I mean, even when we look at that shot, it felt like we were playing way better, which just obviously hurts it. Uh, Chris Wondolowski comes in. He has a goal um, called back. Now... Usually I like Chris Wondolowski. I I was very happy when he took away the goal record from Landon Donovan. Uh, but uh, but uh, I I didn't like. I'm not well, a big his, fan of of his, his goal celebration. Of how he just, acted. Yeah, that, that goal that celebration just, made you want his goal called back. And yes, that was, and so. yeah, don't feel bad at all for him. Just uh, I I know he's. I mean. Really, just very much yelling at ECS after the goal. It's like, what are you doing, Chris? Um, what? Yeah, just, just what are you doing? I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a spectacular goal. I mean, he is a player who I, I feel like this isn't something new for him. I feel like because he scores like so many tap-ins, and that's what makes him so good. That. And that he gets booed at most MLS stadiums, so I don't I don't think him getting booed is a new thing. So that was disgusting. Um, lucky for the Sounders, the ball did go out. I didn't think it was gonna get called back. Um, I was hoping, but I didn't think it was going to. Yeah, a very um, very close offsides decision, but I think the correct one. It wasn't offsides. It went out. Of, it was oh, the, right. the ball very crossed close, yeah. over the line. Very close, out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, from one angle, it looked like it didn't look like the whole ball, but then 
down the line, you could see that the ball clearly did go out. Unfortunately, though, the Sounders couldn't capitalize after that decision. Uh, the game remained 1-0. Sounders couldn't get the tying goal. And uh, again, frustrating. Like the uh, SKC game, we come out after halftime, we have the momentum, and then it went away. And you could see that they didn't, they got chances, and and then it, it did feel like they were going to score, and then they did. Obviously, it didn't count, but it it did feel like we fell off the gas when we couldn't get an early goal like we did in the SKC game. So moving on to this game against Dallas, obviously we're happy that we get to play um, so soon again uh, because, well, it's also nice. We have players coming back. Hopefully we can take the sting out of this result. FC Dallas comes to Seattle. They are playing well in their last game on the weekend. They went to SKC and they won. Helping so what the do you think? Out on the scoreboard. Help it lead, letting the Sounders remain in first place in the Western Conference. So, but what are your thoughts on FC Dallas? Uh, Ricardo Pepe, their forward, their new youngster was named to the All-Star game. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know much Bradley. about them. I don't think I've seen them yet this season. Um, you know, obviously, they're thought of as having a bunch of good homegrown uh, players. Um, I think of them as being a... Uh, uh, FC Dallas is always a weird team, because they're not really like the flashiest team. They are definitely more known for their academy... They have uh, obviously, you. They have so many players who had. I mean, Weston McKinney came from there. You have uh, Kelly Acosta was originally with them, and they had Reggie Cannon. He's now in Europe, and then we go way back. Do you remember Fabian Castillo? That guy. He was always very annoying. Uh, the he was very very fast. Do you remember that guy? Twenty fourteen. I mean, Castillo yep. didn't ring a bell. Uh, so they're they're like they're a good team. Of, um, I feel like uh, this. It used to be that they would always be in first at the beginning of the year, and then they'd slip up. But this year, that's not the case. They've been near the bottom. They're in tenth place right now. Um, their record is four, seven, and five. Uh, but they're getting most of their results. Um, they're getting most of their results at home. Their away record is one seven and zero. That was it. They'd lost all their games until just last week when they went to SKC um, and beat SKC, who just beat us. Also, they have a really terrible record not to jinx anything but they have a really bad record when they come to seattle i'm not sure of the exact numbers but i i cannot think of a time on the top of my head that they have beaten us in seattle i think the last time they didn't lose was in 2014 in the playoffs when it was a 0-0 tie and with and that tie meant that the Sounders advanced uh, 
with a 1-1 aggregate score on away goals. So what are your thoughts on on Dallas coming? What's your score prediction? Right. I mean, obviously they're a, you know, they're a team we should be able to beat. The Sounders should be able to beat them. Um you know, we're obviously also at a at a point right now where we can't take anything for granted, and I'm sure that Brian Schmetzer and the Sounders will not be. Um, so I think we just have to get back to do playing the kind of attacking soccer we can. Hopefully, we'll get um, Christian Roldan back. You know, we'll get uh, we'll have more of the game from Will Bruin if we need him. And the Sounders will be able to put some more offensive pressure on. So I will hope that the the Sounders can get a rebound from where they've been in the last two home games. And I'll predict a 2-0 victory with goals from Christian Roldan and Raul. So now let's talk about the lineup before I give my score prediction. Uh, So a lot of players coming back. So we have... Suzuko should be available. Atencio should be available. Um, Will Bruin, uh, he came off the bench last week. Um, do you think Will Bruin starts? Obviously, only played 15 minutes. I would say, like at the beginning of the year when we were like, do you play Roy Diaz or do you, Roy Diaz and Bruin and Roy Diaz and Montero? It's clear to me that. Bruin was playing better than Montero. Like, that is right. very, very clear. Well, and I think it's also been been true that, like, without without Bruin, the Sounders are lacking, you know, sort of the height and the, and the, physical, and the physical game in front of goal. Um, as much as Reed Baker writing is, is trying to throw himself around, it's just not the same as, uh, as having Will Bruin in there. Um... So yeah, I mean, I think if he's close to a hundred percent, I think we'll see. I think we'll see Bruin start. I could also imagine starting with Montero and and assuming you'll see Bruin off the bench. Um, but Montero also didn't start the last game. Let's remember. Right. So the question of you know do we do we see a one forward set or a two forward set? Um, you know, I I think again because we need to get that offense going. I'd like to see the two forward set. Um, but again, it'll all come down to what people are looking like in practice and whether uh, Schmetzer is confident that Bruin can go at least 60 minutes, if not the full 90. So looking at the other players um, who are available, how do you think the team lines up uh, for our next game? So it seems like Sissoko is... Go, is it going to be available? Do you think he starts, or what do you think the back line looks like? I would guess Same thing not. I would guess we hit, we we have Ariaga and O'Neal and Yamar in the back. Uh, Smith, I haven't heard much about how his recovery is going. He's available, but I feel like you have to, you still start Madronda. So Madronda I think Madronda actually played very, very well in the last game. Um, and I think he he's continued. Yeah, he's looked very well. Um, and possibly Smith as a late sub to, yeah, to exactly. run by if I'm expect, I would expect him on 15 minutes since I believe he is going to be available. And then obviously we got Alex Rodon. Um, Christian is definitely a start. 
there's no nothing about that. Then we also then you got JP, um, and then on the wings, uh, Row and who is who's playing left or do you think you put in Leva Atencio? So yeah, I mean you've got the choice between, you know you and you assume uh, Roy Diaz is starting. So yeah. you've got basically two more spots to be given up between. Um, well, it's only one more spot. Well, no, I mean, there's the, the second forward spot and the... And a midfielder. Right. There's only one more spot. Because we, we have our five at the back, and then Gio Paolo, Gio Paolo, Rodon, Roe, and Roy Diaz. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Roe is a given. I think Roe's a pretty given. I think okay. he's a given. So if you have two spots, you have Roe, you have Atencio, you have Leva, you have... Um, I think Roe has to be a given Montero. because... Well, actually, and Bruin. Or actually, I, actually, I don't think it will be Roe. Roe, because um, they, they'll push... Because Christian... Uh, Christian Rodon won't play defensive back. Even though we like to think of him as the defensive midfielder, he won't play that today. Because we have Atencio and Neva, who are more comfortable, um, I would guess... We see Leva next to Paolo. Next to Paolo. With Rodon is more of an attacking then, forward. Yeah, and then and Rodon. Then, and, and then Bruin or Montero in yeah. the, in the and then spot. Yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Um, I'm going to... I'm hoping that it is Bruin who starts. I think there's a pretty good chance um, that that happens. If not... I might put more money on Rowe starting than Montero. Just, and honestly, it's probably, it's like, I like Montero, but he's just looked so slow recently. He's got the Kelvin near Leardam. Um, right, thing. now some and of it's that not, is... It's uh... not that I think he's slow. It, it's, it's, I feel like, and it's not that I did, thought that Kelvin Neardam was also slow. I just feel like they are la- they lack energy. I want Montero. Like I, I think Montero still has a lot in the tank, and there are, have been times where he has pressure. But I want him to be playing at a hundred percent. Right now, some of that is the classic, you know, Liga MX number ten, where somebody seems to be just strolling along the field, and then exactly. they just, you know, discover themselves at the D, making great passes. With the ball, Carlos um, anyone? So, um, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what we get out there. I'm going to say two zero for the Sounders, and Will Bruin scores two goals. Okay. Uh, he hasn't got one yet. I will be very happy when the Bear finally scores, uh, and I think, and I I'm hoping he starts, hoping he. Hoping he, he starts, he hoping proves, he finishes. He proves himself uh, for this game. Uh, should be a good one. Excited to watch that tonight. Uh, lots and lo- lots of games are happening uh, tonight as well. Sporting Kansas City uh, are also playing, but they're playing LAFC. So we're in the tight. We're in the conundrum. They have to go to to LA to play that game. So what do you think? Do you root for SKC to lose, or do you root for them to beat LAFC? Which is worse, them being close, them 
maybe passing us in the standings. Well, I or think you, LAFC. You know, traditionally one. I mean, roots. LAFC is starting to play. I don't want LAFC to have any momentum. Right. You root for a tie with as many red cards as possible. You know, if they yeah. simultaneously have their sixth player each sent off, do they both forfeit and get zero points? I don't know how it works. Other games we got RSL playing the other LA. Portland is playing San Jose in Portland, so hopefully San Jose can uh, can give them a loss as well. Uh, we got Philadelphia playing Toronto. Hopefully Philadelphia can take care of business there. And D.C. is playing Columbus. So I, I think there's a pretty good chance that even if the Sounders uh, don't pull off a victory, then the teams that at least I find the most annoying um, also lose. Um, New England is playing Nashville. They're the team that's currently at the top of the Supporter Shield. Uh, that that could actually be a very good game. I'll be interested to see what happens in that one. And obviously what we want to see is the Sounders picking up those three points, even though you're right that we don't necessarily need to win out all those games to control our destiny. But it's better to take the points that we are that are in front of us tonight. Exactly. For as we, Before we move on from the Sounders, uh, other players who we expect... Uh, to to be back sometime. It seems like Ladero is getting very close to being back. Uh, Brian Spencer recently said that on a radio interview. Um, thoughts on that? Also, there's been pictures of Jordan Morris practi- practicing. He looks pretty normal, um, which is very surprising since he only got injured. He got injured in January. Fry has been training again, um, though he, I'm guessing he'll be on TV duty today. Um, what what are your what are your thoughts on on Jordan Morris, Ladero, and Fry returning? Or, or, or obviously we we love to have them. What do you expect for for? Because uh, we're getting to the point where they're like the main pl- they're the players that we only have injured of course i guess we also have um, you know, I mean, we we got um dilem dilem is the other person i think you know the most important thing is that they you know get enough playing time you know possibly late in the second half of the mls cup semifinal when we're uh, when we're ahead so that they can be ready to start the cup final um, but obviously the sooner we can get them back the better but you know you don't want anyone to come back too soon and end up getting re-injured so i'm sure that the sounders are thinking about all of those same things and i'm sure that all of morris ladero and fry were even more anxious than you and i are to be back out on that field what are your thoughts of fry's commentating by the way yeah it's been it's been nice to to see his opinions about things that are outside the goal box you know clearly he's um thinking a lot about soccer expresses himself well um, I don't know what I expected him to sound like, but it wasn't that. Um, but clearly, he, haven't heard him in interviews enough. Yeah, so I don't know. He just, he, in general, he sounds, you know, you know, maybe also that when I have heard his voice, it's you know, yelling to somebody sixty feet, sixty yards away. So you know, obviously, he's a much more calm and pleasant person when he isn't complaining that you didn't make enough of a run back on defense. Um, so, yeah, you know, I've enjoyed hearing him, but I'd like him to get out of the broadcast booth as soon as possible and back on the field. Um, moving on, uh, 
from from that a little, who do you think wears the captain's armband? Do you think it goes immediately uh, to Christian from Joe Paolo? I would guess so. Um, you know, obviously, who knows how the two of them work. Maybe they'll flip a coin. Maybe it'll be a result of a bet of some kind. Uh, but I would guess that Christian will be happy to come and take the armband back. So after uh, this game for the Sounders, the Sounders have a little bit of a break between um, MOS games. So next MOS game, MOS game is on uh, the 15th of, of August on FS1. It is in Portland. And um, is that the only other game before Portland comes to? Yes, that's... Uh, Us? Uh, no, we, we play... On the 18th, we play in Dallas, and then we play at Columbus on the 21st. Um, and I will be at that game very excited. Hopefully, we get a better result um, than the last time we went to Columbus, this time at Lower.com Field, which has to be one of the stupidest and worst stadium names in the entire league. That is just absolutely terrible. Do you think you can beat that with a... Can you beat that? Can you think of a worse stadium name? Yeah, I mean, you know, at least Lower.com is sort of... I mean, Lumen Field isn't isn't good, but I mean, it's better than that. At least it's not Lumen.com Field. It's that, oh my god, that would be bad. I think Climate Pledge Arena um, might be one of the only things that, uh, uh, that uh, is worse than Lower.com. Oh my god, that's just such a terrible name. But in between the game, we have games coming up against Tigress in the stupidest competition ever invented, where the top teams in in Liga MX get to play mid-range teams in MOS. Obviously, Sounders are not a mid-range team, but we're in this stupid tournament. Uh, What are your expectations for the Sounders in, in... in the Leagues Cup, as as we get as we start to move there, we get to play Tigres, who made right. it to the final of the FIFA Club World Cup, lost to Bayern Munich by only one goal, I believe. So um, normally you'd be saying, you know, it's great for the Sounders to have an opportunity to ro- do some rotation and live their younger players uh, a chance to get out on the field, but unless they have some 12 or 14-year-olds around... Uh, you know, the, the Sounders can't go any younger than they've already gone. Exactly. So maybe we'll not see the squad coming at that, a good time. We, we well, need, you know, we'll, we'll see I the mean, squad that faced Austin, Austin FC and won. You know, maybe they'll take down Tigris and then Bayern Munich next. It's, it's true. Um, it is true. But also, like, we're just starting to get healthy. I feel like the break would have been good. Um, hopefully we can make progress in, in this tournament. Um, we'll... We will talk more about about those games once one of them uh, has happened. That game against Tigres happens a week after uh, the game today. I believe it's on the Tuesday. Uh, moving on uh, from the Sounders to the U.S. men's national team. Uh, the U.S. men's national team winning the Gold Cup. We said before. I thought it was going to be a failure if the team did not win after the, how they did in the Nations League. They won. 
they won against Cutter by one. They won one zero. They won one zero against Mexico. Um, didn't have to go to penalties. Goal was in extra time. What first? First, the game against Cutter. We were worried about this game. Obviously, Cutter had a huge opportunity to take the lead, and just. Uh, bad decision, bad decision to try the Paninka. Uh, ter- terrible by by Cutter. Uh, thoughts thoughts on the game against Cutter? Obviously, Christian Rodon. Oh no, Christian Rodon didn't get the assist in this in in or it happened so long ago. I can't. Um, yeah, obviously we, we can't the, remember. But Christian Rodon comes in US's, off the bench. U.S. team is Christian Rodon not getting as many minutes as this podcast would have liked to, to see. Yeah, he should. You know, obviously yeah. overall the U.S. national team going with a strategy of uh, allowing a lot of uh, North American based players to get a chance out on the field, um, a lot of younger players, and. You know, the, the gamble, I guess, paying off in terms of we brought just good enough a team to make our way to the final and then win it uh, by a narrow margin. Christian Rodon didn't get the assist in uh, the Qatar game. He was the one who did the time-wasting um, at the end of the game with Jesse Zardes. Jesse Zardes got the go. Nicholas um, Diotini got the assist on that one. He got the assist to the... Assist was in the quarterfinals when Matthew Hoppy scored. Miles yep. um, Robinson scores the winner in the Gold Cup. Um, good header goal. Not as good as a goal as the goal that won the last uh, Gold Cup when the U.S. won. Um, who scored that? Do you remember who scored that? Um, yeah, it was a little uh, guy of the name uh, Jordan Morris. Come on! You gotta remember that. Uh, definitely, Jordan's goal was better. But happy for the U.S. with the U.S. going into World Cup qualifying starting in September. How are you feeling? How how many of these players do you think have made a case for themselves to be in in World Cup qualifying? I I because I, I would say Matt Turner. Obviously he has done well, but obviously there's a, a lot of you'll see a lot of starters who weren't at the Gold Cup. You know, a lot of the European based players. Zach Steffen isn't playing. Uh, Mac Turner is playing every day, basically. You know, I, I think Christian Roldan, for example, yes. did some good things, but I do not think he's going to permanently claim the number ten jersey for the United the national team quite yet. Unfortunately, yes. Um. And yeah, you know, I mean, again, getting out of CONCACAF should not be a big challenge for the United States. Uh, embarrassing that we failed to do it last time, but, you know, not a towering achievement if we if we make it on to the finals. So I think we'll see the United States take care of business in the way they should. And, you know, hopefully they will clinch that qualification without a lot of drama. Currently in the FIFA rankings, Mexico is 11. I was reading something that was predicting that with the U.S.'s win of the Gold Cup, the U.S. would move to 10 in the FIFA rankings, which, I mean, I guess that's good. It just shows how the FIFA rankings don't really mean much. I mean, since, I mean, you know, I mean, we, again, we're Mexi- still below Mexico Germany. is a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there, 
I'm not saying we should necessarily, you know, win win the the octagonal or whatever it's called now going going That's away. But um, you know, there should not be a question of whether we're in the top 3 out of those 8 teams coming in and, you know, we should we should play like it. We should play like we, you know, expect to win 6 or 7 out of those 8 games. I mean, definitely with how how we've been playing a failure to qualify for the World Cup uh, this year, or it is just it. It should never happen. Right. It, I'd like to say it was unthinkable, it but obviously never, it happened. Never happened. Obviously, it happened three and a half years ago, and we're still trying to forget that. But we better remember it. Uh, it does feel like the team has turned a chapter. Obviously, the. Obviously, the U.S. didn't make the Olympics, so we still have a lot of progress to go. Um, but uh, good things to come, I think, with the with the U.S. men's national team. Not to say that we're going to win the World Cup tomorrow, but uh, I don't know, maybe 2026. We'll see. As, uh, before we wrap up, MLS uh, All-Stars... The twenty-six players, the twenty-eight players was announced. Thirteen uh, players are voted in by fans, media, and MLS players. Six of those thirteen players are Sounders players. Those are Raúl Roy Diaz, Joe Paulo, Christian Rodon, Alex Rodon, Yamar, and Nuhu. What are your thoughts? Uh, on that the game is on the 25th um i mean again you know mainly what i'm hoping is that the a lot of the sounders name there are doing well enough that they can appear in the game uh but yeah great you know great to see the support for the sounders fans great to see new who getting that recognition and hopefully he'll be able to get it on the field definitely doesn't come at the best time uh for in in the schedule since it's so it's on the 25th, so that's in between uh, the game against Columbus and the doubleheader game in Seattle against Portland. Um, so both games where the Sounders are going to very much hope that they can uh, get decisive victories. Um, but it's a, um, the team is getting the respect they deserve, uh, I feel like. In the past at All-Star Games, um, since, especially with the vote, um, Sounders players have made it, but the players have that have made it have been selected by the coach because it is a popularity contest. Getting the recognition um, they they deserve. Um, we'll see if New Who's back. Uh, but uh, I think the biggest, the biggest uh, surprise for me was Alex Rodon. Um, Getting selected. Um, I'm very, very happy for him. Um, it just shows how far he's grown. For one last thing before we wrap up. The uh, the transfer window closes tomorrow on the 5th. Sounders have not made a single signing yet. There's been talks of bringing in a winger from Brazil. And... There's been rumors that the Sounders are interested in three players. Our next podcast will probably be in a week. Do you think we will be talking about 
a couple new signings. I don't expect so. You know, I'm sure the Sounders have been have been pushing on it. Um, you know, again, obviously it's been a crazy, crazy year. Um, I wouldn't put it past them to come out with a big announcement, but, you know, normally you hear at least a little bit of chatter and rumors coming up to it, and I haven't really heard anything. So um, I'm not expecting it, you know. And if we can get our injured players back, we'll have, you know, more than enough people that the problem won't be emergency call-ups. It'll be, you know, who doesn't even make it on the bench out of the players we've seen do well already this year. So I think the Sounders have the pieces they need to win out the rest of the season. It's just a question of getting them back on the field and doing it. Especially with, uh, as we hope, that uh, Jordan Morris and Nadero um, will be available soon. Um, Nadero, hopefully sooner uh, than Morris. So we will now leave leave uh, the episode here we will get ready for the game tonight we made our score predictions earlier so we'll see if we are correct uh right now i'm running the high street the game against qatar i predicted it he predicted it last episode 1-0 jassy's artist scored thank you very much 33 minutes in uh but for the game today, um, no matter what my prediction is, always remember to keep your scarves up. <laughs>